Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weeks 2 and 3 recap podcast for the House of the Rising Sun Betting League. I am your commissioner and host, Dan Keough. With me, as always, is my trusty co-host, Will Taylor. How's it going? And also here is our producer, Carter Schamberger. Hey! Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Am I supposed to be working here? Welcome yeah, to the club. Carter's sixth LaCroix since he's gotten here. <laughs> I told him there'd be free water. I didn't appreciate that it'd be the retail water. Um, so welcome, everybody. Uh, I hope everyone had a good week two and three, uh, some better than others. Uh, I apologize for uh, for no week two recap because I was in Colorado all week uh, for this dreadful work event at my brewery. Um, but in, the, in, those, in those couple of weeks, a lot a lot has happened in this in the league, and we'll walk you through it. So we're going to start with week two. Um, first off, we'll start with who won the week. Andy Bialki. My old trusty General Mills, uh, Iowa friend. Now uh, nemesis, because ne- he's now winning, uh, or he won the week. He's not really, I'm not really that worried about him. Oh, okay, right? we'll, we'll cover that later. All right. um, but no, Andy, uh, Andy won uh, 735 points net, um, which is which is a really nice, solid week, in a, in a normal week. You know? Yeah, like, absolutely. We're, 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 had a, we're, we're getting to week three was kind of crazy, but 735 is nothing to sneeze at, and not it's definitely going to push you up in those standings. That's, yeah, that's I would have taken that, that's for sure. Solid for the bank, that's for damn sure. So Sorry, Billy. Yeah, no worries. Uh, how about uh, honorable mention, Well, <laughs> Honorable mention, uh, we have Eric Lee netted uh, 700 points, and uh, Chase Gunn uh, netted... Six hundred and eighty-four points. So, so it's a dead heat week one. Week yeah, two, yeah, kind of. And the the weird thing was is that they risked a hundred sixty-five, a hundred and a hundred and fifty to net those points. That's uh, Andy, Eric, and Chase respectively. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they were making tons of bets and like right. risking two hundred dollars a pop or something like that. Right. Well, normally my strategy is bet everything and then if you win, bet it all again and yeah. hopefully it keeps winning. It's I mean like, that's that's how you double your money. And it's also how you lose all your money oh. on Thursday night football if you bet the money line on the Panthers against the Buccaneers. God they're terrible. It's just hypothetical. Then you don't get to play anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but if then you if you win, then you have two hundred going into Friday. As if you uh, needed another reason to be Cam Newton, uh, mad at Cam Newton. Besides the fact that he's dressing in moo's every week. <laughs> yes, yeah, you see the meme that said like Cam Newton dresses like an old woman who has like a, a tale to tell, or like some kind of like wise words for a young person in like a fantasy movie. I said that he looks like he uh, is about to make a uh, fire sweet pecan potato pie or something like that. <laughs> so some sort of mix. Anyway, maybe part of his problem. Uh, <laughs> But on a related note, the the best bets of the week were Andy Bielke and Eric Lee, both of whom had, I guess, um, Andy had a four-team parlay. That was a true four-teamer. Um, and then Eric had a, a five-team. Um, both of those, I think, had probably 25, 30 bucks on them and, and won the 700-ish uh, totals. Seven, so yeah. solid bets um, all the way around. Uh, and there's one honorable mention... Um, Best bet, Will, I think you should cover. Yeah, it's Chase. Uh, you know, it's the big the big three of that week were certainly Eric, Andy, and Chase. And Chase um, bet uh, college versus NFL, which is, you, I think this league is, is a little slanted towards NFL betting. I agree. I also think it's so much harder to see who's actually good in college because, I mean, I think I've made my feelings about college football betting known on this podcast. I hate it so much. I'm yeah. so terrible at it. You mean I'm specifically not the good betting at NFL betting? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But God, I'm so bad at college betting. But yeah, he had a 17 parlay. Now, a lot of these were big-time money line favorites. 
uh, Florida State at Louisiana Monroe, which almost lost. I'm pretty sure that game went to overtime. I think it? it did go to overtime. Yeah. Uh, but that was negative 1750. Ohio State was negative 615 at Cincinnati. Went out on a limb on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clemson, Clemson's Texas A&M, there was a one versus. Uh, I can't believe, matchup. looking at it now, I can't believe Clemson was minus 800 against Texas A&M. I just think they're that good. I mean, like, yeah. I don't see anything changing in the landscape. But, of like, where would they be favored by less than minus 400? <sighs> Like, I mean, it's top three teams. Yeah, exactly, like, that's, right? that's it, right? Oklahoma, Alabama, and somebody yeah. else who probably their fans would be mad at me. If they and you know what? If, if I remember this correctly, and don't fact check me, but like the he has the Army Michigan under 47 and a half. I want to say it was very, very yeah, close to that. Was, I think it was. I think that game went to overtime. I think, you know, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, because yeah, Army almost beat them. Yeah, that was the right. whole. That's that's what I was thinking of. That's right. It was almost the happiest day of my life since uh, Appy State beat Michigan when I was in <laughs> Vegas for the first time. <laughs> that was that. You know, that's yes. the weekend. Yes, it was the fall after I graduated from college, and I went to Vegas with my dad, who was there on a work trip. So I was there for free, and we were just betting on college football, and I get to see our arch nemesis lose to Appalachian State by a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. Now, Carter, you can speak to this. That feels very ACC, Carolina, NC State, Duke. Like, you say Michigan's Notre Dame's arch nemesis, but do you mm-hmm. think Michigan's Notre Dame? Like, it's like, I'm not your best friend, but you're my best friend type Yeah, thing. I mean, I think, so for us, it, it really our number one is USC. Right. U- USC is the yeah. main one. But USC is more, I feel like, a rival, and Michigan's kind of like our enemy. Okay. That's okay. kind of how I parse it. And those are really the top two. Whereas Duke, UNC hate each other, rivals, and NC State's kind of like, the forgotten stepbrother. Yeah. Right. The, NC State's like our Purdue. Nice. Where we go to Purdue, we're like, yeah. we hate you, Notre Dame. And we're like, oh, uh, who are you? Movie? Yeah, right. Right. You have a big drum, I think. Right. <laughs> That's the claim to fame. All those NC State fans I knew in college uh, would be like, man, Duke and NC State have this bubbling rivalry. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, That's yeah? always so sad <laughs> yeah. when you talk to them. Because obviously Michigan's Ohio State. Right, that, that's 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 what I was gonna say. Totally. Not to not and you can even argue Michigan, Michigan State is bigger than Michigan, Notre Dame. I mean, it's it's in the ballpark, sure. right? I mean, now, but right, think, when they're both like pretty consistently decent, and the Notre Dame stuff goes back a hundred years, but it's not been right. consistent for the last. Whereas years. the Notre Dame USC one has been really consistent, and sure. there's like all these stories about like train rides back and forth across the country in like the '30s to play right. this game and stuff. And then obviously the biggest rivalry is the Notre Dame Navy. Rivalry. Yeah, I mean, that's the rivalry year. in college football, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, rivalry is, is a loose word there. <laughs> Teams that play each other every year. That is certainly a game. Yeah, right. It it's happens. Like, it's, unfortunately, it's becoming more and more like my Jets-Patriots rivalry. Oh, yeah, there you go. The 23-point underdog Jets. They do play yeah. each other every year, so it's Twice. kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they, yeah, they play each other. And and Tom Brady is as old as uh, some of those Navy records. <laughs> oh, God. That guy is on steroids. All right, let's stop talking about it. Uh, Let's move on to closest call. Will, what what would you say was the closest call in week two? Uh, This is just, we kind of carved out a little segment for you and I to just complain. Uh, Because we were both so close. If freaking Denver had covered two, I think it was two for me, and I think you got him at two and a half. I got him at two and a half. Which is a no-brainer. The Raiders were supposed to be terrible. It was so stupid. I had him in a five-team parlay, and the first three legs of that parlay were... Uh, Texans to cover, no, yeah, Texans to cover plus six and a half, Saints to win, and the under, which is all in one game. Yeah. And it happened. And it happened. And on the, on the freak field goal to, for the Saints to barely win the game I but not cover. Had, I think you had the over. Maybe, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe it was well over yeah, at that yeah, yeah. point. It was. But, it, but the Saints barely winning, but Texans covering, and I was like, oh, my God, here yeah, we go. Right. And like, and then I went to hedge and realized that like the uh, the Raiders-Broncos game was already like 17 minutes into the game. <laughs> yeah. I also noticed that. I was very happy. I was keeping an eye on your score because mm-hmm. I wanted to see where we would be because I figured you were – 
uh, if you were going to cash on that game, then I was going to be against you because I was sitting pretty uh, after the New England-Pittsburgh game on Sunday night. Wait, with, what game? The, oh, that was a football game? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The New England versus the Pittsburgh, I guess, Triple A team? Is that what they're doing <laughs> yeah. these days? Uh, but so like I had. Crew. This, is, this is unfortunately a two week recurring theme for me. In one parlay, these are two six teamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not pure, because I did have some money lines in here. I had the Rams minus one, Baltimore minus 290, Indianapolis plus six and a half, Seattle minus 420 and New England minus 235. Now why do I mention that? Why do I mention those five legs? Because here's the other 16 parlay. Uh, the Rams minus one, again. Baltimore minus six and a half because I was getting wild and took the points <laughs> as weird. opposed to the... Uh, against Miami. Miami. Against Miami. In that, in that very close contest they had. Indianapolis, yeah, right. <laughs> Indianapolis plus six and a half again. Yep. Uh, Arizona plus two and a half versus Detroit. I don't know why oh, I'm even oh, yeah. smelling that game. Yeah. <laughs> that was a tie. <laughs> And I got two and a half points. Oh, you got you took plus two and a half on Arizona. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the New England spread versus the New England money line. So basically, basically the same had, five teams. Exactly five out of the six teams, and then I just needed Denver minus two and Oakland for both parlays, which oh, is a terrible God. way to bet. Well, and also like why? Oh God, Denver must be so bad. They have to be so bad. I guess. Well, it's remember Joe Flacco. Oh, remember when it's like, hey, Joe Flacco sucks, and then mm-hmm. he goes out to Denver, and everyone's like. Maybe Good. <laughs> no, I, no. The answer is always no. <laughs> the answer is no. He, I mean, I don't know. He's got a lot of yards or something. Right. I, mean, I mean, he had that one postseason where he was like the best quarterback in postseason history. Sure. And then like won the Super Bowl. Ago. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. It's great. I remember where I was, and I was barely like a legal drinking age. Beat Colin Kaepernick's 49ers. So yeah. that just and John Harbaugh. S- says a lot. See, yeah, the Harbaugh brothers in the Super Bowl against each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, just think about that storyline right now. <laughs> and then the lights went out in the and game. And the lights went out in the game. Like, that was just such a weird post. Didn't Ray Lewis stab someone then? That was. That uh, no, you think the other time the lights that went out? That was, oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, the right. lights went out on that dude, and then he threw away that bloody jacket. Yeah. yeah uh, that was, oof. Uh, ooh, yeah. Uh, fun story about that Super Bowl, though. Is, I was at. Uh, <laughs> the Ray Lewis murder <laughs> Super Bowl? No, a different one. Story about the other that. one where he murdered someone. Oh, okay. um, the I was at uh, Watts Love got to do with it. Eric Lee's uh, bachelor party in Lake Tahoe. Nice. And uh, he and Brendan Murphy and I, who is no longer part of the league but a podcast listener, hello Brendan, um, went to his bachelor party in Lake Tahoe and watched that game um, in a casino. And it nice. was it was awesome. And the lights went out and it was like everybody just went out to get drinks and stuff and came back. And yeah. Great. <laughs> I had I think I had a hundred prop bets. <laughs> and the only one that came through was like I think it was Anquan Bolden or somebody like was there's something weird somebody weird that caught the first touchdown I was like this is gonna be a great day and yeah. then I lost absolutely everything I won six dollars right. on that lost right. like two hundred on everything else well you know you you either you must have had at least two wins because I know for a fact you would bet on the over under for how long the national anthem was being played that's so true if, so if you were that confident after the first touchdown you had definitely won at least two bets yeah I think it's more so that <laughs> the first touchdown was the last thing I won yeah fair enough like seven seconds in the game fair enough all right so so yeah so that was just the worst I would have one uh, again, not. To well, I think Will would have beaten me, right? I would have beaten yeah. by the net. You know, we were kind of casually texting, where I'm like, I'm not really watching this game because I have no desire to watch a Broncos Raiders game that starts at ten thirty yeah, on the like East Coast. Eleven o'clock East Coast. Time. Yeah, that was that was uh, well beyond my means of giving a hoot about that game. But I did have Denver in both of those, and I would have won. 900 for one of those parlays and 945 for the other parlay. And, yep. you know, netted 17-something after losing a couple other games. So yep. I did, But I did do the math. You and I were texting about it, and I'm sitting there going, I'm like, oh, It's going to be close. It's going to be close. But I know if he has any if he has any horse in this race, it's going to be the Denver. Yeah, right. You know, so it would have been the same, the same side. So 
That's yeah. why I had to do the math. Similarly, I was in Colorado, so two hours behind East Coast time, and uh, I was getting free beer passed to me, and I had no obligations in the morning. So I'm like, you know what? I will watch this game. I went yep. to, to fruition. It was great. So that, I mean, I definitely made the right choice in going to sleep. Even yeah. even if I had won the game, uh, I still would have made the right choice by going to sleep. Yeah, that's true. Watching that terrible, terrible 14 nothing at the half for the Raiders. I was like, yep, that's... I'm pretty sure I lost interest at, at some point. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there you go. Those were the closest calls. Those are the closest calls for me, too. I know. We we budgeted 17 minutes, so we're well within that time. (laughs) Um, So next you have some repeat offenders, Will, for uh, Nickel and Dime Award. Just the Nickel and Dime Award. The repeat offender is Tim Haygood. Hi, good. Haygood? Do we figure this out? Did we say this last week? I think it's Haygood. Haygood. I don't know. Tim, Tim, I don't know who you are, but I hope you're listening because I think you've won the Nickel and Dime Award twice now. Uh, You you were the honorable mention in week one. Oh, got it. But 16 bets to lose 40 bucks. (laughs) So really grinding out. Very inefficient rest. way to lose forty exactly. of your hundred dollars. It's tough. I believe it is hey good. So it's probably it takes a lot of work to lose before. that much money. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just kind of tough. But I do love people who make a lot of little bets. Mm-hmm. We did mention Carter last time. Now that Carter's in the house, we can talk about uh, Carter's nineteen bets to win nine dollars or whatever it was. That was season one. That was season one. Right. True. And you've gotten a lot you, better. You've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, we're, we're trying to make you feel better. You know what yeah. you should do more of, Carter, is make funny faces and gestures on a podcast. <laughs> Are we not? We're not broadcasting this on YouTube yeah, as well. No. I, it's yeah, the, the butt of my phone is now pointed at you. But it doesn't mean that it can uh, <laughs> see the funny face you're making. Carter gave the old shrug shoulders, funny face, and then like hand, you know, maso menos look. It was like know? a who's who of bad emojis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, all right, so next we have the honorary John Michael Quigley Award. Uh, for the people who do not bet uh, or forget to bet or abstain for whatever reason, and that's uh, Ryan Levina, our cousin-in-law, Will, right. and, Will and my cousin-in-law. Because. He is uh, an officer of the law. That's right. He has uh, a baby. Cousin-in-law, like he is through our wives' families, but actually in law because he's... No, he, he's first and foremost he's, in he's law a, because he's, he's, he's an officer. officer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. And uh, just legally, technically, our brother, or cousin. Brother. Cousin. Uh, Feels like a brother. Feels like a brother because we're so close. And I eat so much cheese when I go to Wisconsin. Uh, but he is—he has a, a young baby and a young dog, That's and right. a young marriage. That's right. That's and right. he's like arresting prostitutes and stuff. So yeah. So <laughs> safe to say, if he forgets to bet on a given week, uh, he's got a lot on his mind. I think we might have to have him call in because I've heard some, or maybe just Uncle Joe call in. We could just radio him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Car four three one. Yeah. Car four three one. It's calling in on one eight seven, and that's yeah. an actual bet. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So that's the end of uh, week two recap. But uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but we have a new sponsor for the podcast. We do. I am unaware of that, but please go on. All right. So um, I'll just ask this to the group: Do either of you frequently get the urge to permanently tattoo a giant and probably meaningless ancient symbol on the small of your back? Constantly. I mean, now that you bring it up, I. Would you say yes. monthly? You, I, I think that's probably a good amount of time. Yeah. I think it's the, the right cadence, right? I mm-hmm. would think that would be, maybe even if you don't do a whole new one, maybe the expansion, you know, do the, small. The exp- I, never oh, had, I never fill had it in. Fill it in. Right, the, the, the fill in. I've never gotten a tattoo, but I hear it's it's addicting. So I agree. It's like Pringles, make it, yeah. right? Once you can't stop. <laughs> it is like Pringles. <laughs> and similar to Pringles. Uh, no, I don't have a segue for that. Is that is a segue and a half, but go ahead. Um... So I think we all agree that we would love to get frequent tattoos, but it takes so long to drive to the tattoo parlor when you have an impulse to get a tattoo and you have to wait in line, sign the waivers, and select the you know the exact barbed wire yin-yang you want. Uh, there, there has to be an easier way. 
So introducing Trampstamps.com. <laughs> Trampstamps.com is the perfect solution for people who love tramp stamps but just don't have time to leave the comfort of their home. When you subscribe to Trampstamps.com, once a month you will receive a semi-permanent tribal tattoo in the mail for you to adhere to your lower back with the help of a loved one or a very non-judgmental friend with steady hands. If you want more control than just random monthly tattoos, for just an extra $10 a month, you can upgrade to Trampstamps.com Premium for customizable tattoos. Choose from dozens of languages ranging from Sanskrit to hieroglyphics to wingdings and put the message of your choice just above your butt crack for weeks at a time. And that's not all. If you order now with the promo code RISINGSUM, you'll receive a free digital scale to weigh your ass and determine which size tattoo you'll need to order for sufficient skin coverage. Stop wasting your time and bring the tattoo parlor at home with Trampstamps.com. Sign me up. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> Sounds like we have, we have a subscriber. Oh, I, I am signing up as we speak. Hold on, let me compose myself. God, that's Make weird. sure to use that promo code. That's right. Yeah. Rising that's right. Oh my gosh. All right. So, so it sounds like we have some takers. We you know there might be a repeat uh, sponsor. It might have to be. Holy I God. think if one of us is the absolute loser of the league, we now, should have to get like a henna tattoo over our butt crack. Now, now we're talking. Now we're that's talking. That's just like a sad crazy. crying face. <laughs> am I beating Carter? Is my question. I don't think I... <laughs> Not at the moment. No. All right, then, then we'll have to talk about that off air. <laughs> All right, going into week two, um, you guys have the best bet. Oh, yeah, I mean, week three. Week three. It's week, or, sorry, week three, three of the league, but week two of the NFL, it always gets so yeah, hard. Week two that we were talking about, but week three. Um, like the closest call uh, from last week, we just set aside some time. <laughs> I, the only note we have on the uh, screen is tester, tester, and more tester. Yacht trick. Best, best bet and won the league and took this whole thing by force was uh, John South Beach Sal, the commish tester. And just went ham this week. I believe he was down in was, Miami all week, all weekend, for that Ravens game. Just riding the, riding the high of the Ravens-Dolphins game. And, or, Not hard to ride a high in Miami. Miami, whoever game. But yeah, it was, it was a complete trashing of all of us. Uh, so let's go, down, let's go down the list here. He had uh, a seven-game parlay in college. So he is pulling the Will Taylor. He does not bet college very well because he has a seven-game parlay. He loses four out of the seven with one of the wins being Notre Dame minus 23,000 <laughs> at New Mexico. I actually is it really 23,000? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually think he would have saved uh, money by not betting that, you know, in the part. Like, I don't think he would have gotten the multiplier or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> it not, actually cost him. No, yeah, it wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> so... <laughs> he uh, risked uh, 20 and lost 20 and then just sacrificed a goat or something like that because yeah, he went yeah. absolutely on fire. Because he was 100% after that, right? He's yep. 100% after Didn't that. Didn't miss anything else. And he had some funny strategies. It was great. On 9-14 at noon, uh, he decides, you know what? I'm going for this college thing one more time. He bets a three-game parlay for 80 bucks. The rest of his 80 bucks. So yeah. he was almost out of money. And he goes Clemson minus 27 and a half at Syracuse, which... Which was close for was the yeah. majority of the game. Miracle cover. They just started absolutely stomping them in the second half. Syracuse played them very, very well. You and yeah. I were watching that. Yeah, we were. Um, and then Oklahoma minus 1750 versus UCLA, Wasn't which close. was not close. UCLA is absolutely terrible. They are garbage. Chip Kelly... 
I don't yeah. remember when he was like a college football guru. Yeah. And Oregon was just, I guess, paying recruits to go there. You know, you know they talk about coaching trees? Yeah. I think his coaching tree is like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot going on there. Uh, yeah, because it keeps getting replanted in the NFL and <laughs> yeah. then in college. They keep dressing it up with college. like one ball. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, Alabama minus 2,400 versus South Carolina. So not exactly, besides the Clemson closeness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Alabama money line and the Oklahoma money line. So he wins 96 bucks on all that. Right. Says, yeah, you know what? I'm riding this thing. I'm betting all 176 bucks on a five-game parlay. This is insane. For the pros. So Sunday at noon, he bets Green Bay minus 140 versus Minnesota, a game that everybody should have bet because screw the Vikings. And yeah. Pat go. Yeah. Baltimore minus 710 versus Arizona, which is 100 He's a Ravens fan, so that's 100% a homer, a homer yeah. bet. Yeah. Uh, also a smart bet. And also a smart Arizona's bet. garbage. Yeah, and, and Baltimore is, is probably a playoff team this year. You would, you Unfortunately, would so. that might happen. <laughs> the AFC North is secretly garbage, I feel like, but we'll get to that later. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that. Um, Dallas minus five and a half at Washington. That was a no-brainer pick, too. Uh, Seattle plus three and a half at Pittsburgh. Did they almost not cover that? Or was no, that, that game was close they, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> New England at Miami, under 48 and Oh, a half. this one drives me crazy. Under 48 and a half. That's and the final score was 43 to zero. Yeah. <laughs> meaning if Miami put up six points. <laughs> they scored one touchdown. If it was 43 to six, it would have gone over. So That drives me insane. That's 176. Oh, that's not even the most insulting thing that happened here. Sorry. The, 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 yeah. It's, this gets a lot worse for you before it gets better, Dan. Uh, he bets 176. He wins $2,578.40. Unbelievable. They, that like that amount of is more than half of what won the league last year. I, yeah. I think so. And yeah. it may have been more than what won the league straight up in the first year. The first two years. The first two years, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Last year, I think it was the outlier as far yeah. as all that stuff goes. Right. And those were all the afternoon games. Right. Oh, so, yeah, good point. Yeah, so he's out there. Well, no, he must have no, won no, this. No. This must have been morning games because he pet. Oh, no, he put that in bill. <laughs> what? I didn't yeah. even notice this. <laughs> the timestamp is midnight. I said 12.06 p.m. thinking that he nope. was just having brunch and putting these games in. No, he bets that at midnight. After midnight, Saturday. Sunday. He was hammered. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That is beautiful. So then at 4.26 p.m. All right, this is a great one. So explain this, is, this bet. So he's talking. And Carter, you're in this text group. We have this fantasy football league that we've been playing for a bunch of years now. Yeah. I, I am relatively recent in this league, and I think I I've think been playing for like I think it's been going on years. like 10, 12 years yeah. at this point. So he's the commissioner of the league, and he's explaining to us that... He, so basically, he walks into Sunday Night Football. Everyone's waiting for Sunday Night Football, and right. he's up 2,600, basically. Yeah, he's, yes. he's just... Which everyone can see at this point. Right. Exactly. Right. So to make it look like he has juice on the Atlanta uh, Philly game, he he bets one dollar on Atlanta, which no one can see. All they can see is this guy who has twenty six hundred dollars available to bet has bet on has bet either on Sunday game. night or Monday night football. So they're either hoping that he's going to lose a bunch, or maybe that entice people to bet to try and keep pace or something like that. I didn't really look at that perspective necessarily, what but a, I just love the idea though. that he was yeah, trolling. He was trolling the league. It's he was bit. trolling the league, and he he admits it while yeah. we're talking about it in the, in the fantasy I football. I am time. furious about this because I it's didn't amazing. think of it first. That's yeah, right, exactly. That's <laughs> well, just it, a but it takes move. being in a position of having a lot of uh, money. True, which is, I'm, I'm not, not usually right. In. So then the other thing he says, he goes, uh, you know, so then I'm going to put everything on Cleveland against the Jets. And I said, you won't, thinking there's no chance, right? Yeah. And then he did it! 
He, he bets he Cleveland puts minus three hundred. Two thousand seven hundred fifty-five fake dollars on Cleveland <laughs> money minus, line. Minus three hundred. I think 300. he left himself just enough to have a hundred dollars yeah. if he lost it all. So to like it could come out even basically for the week. I think. It's I so think, as a Jets fan, that was more insulting than actually watching the game. I would have to imagine so. And then he wins so another nine hundred and eighteen dollars going away. I have never seen anything like that before. You know, that I'll, was a ma- just a masterful performance. It was it was a great performance. I will offer up this. I was going to save this for later, but I will offer up this stat uh, for the Cleveland Jets Monday night game. Um, so, trivia question for you guys: Who had more passing yards? The Jets threw three quarters of the Monday night football game, or Steve McNair? Wait, on Monday Night Football? The answer is Steve McNair. He's dead. He had zero. The Jets had negative 10. Steve McNair was the passing champion. You couldn't, of you couldn't have just picked like Kurt Warner or something? You got to go like morbid Steve McNair jokes? Here? I had to. To show you how inept and more than dead the Jets are. He, he didn't play for either one of those teams. It doesn't matter. Okay, fair I enough. love Steve McNair. He's could've, a great guy. Could have gone for like Otto Graham or something like that? No, right. I, I had to pick a dead person who died tragically. Otto Graham. He died. I don't know if he died tragically, but he was a Brown. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I could have picked the person for the team. I could have said the drunk Joe Namath, you know, yeah, really. like in the in the green room. Kissing I had Susan more passing Colbert. yards than the Jets. No, I, I went there because that's how I feel about the Jets. <laughs> because I feel like they're more than dead. To me. Did, did Steve McNair die from mono, or was that? Uh, no, he, he survived mono multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> also. Uh, I had a I have a new Jets jersey and I was wearing it like a Jamal Adams jersey just because mainly because I have a discount not because I think they're going to be good and I was we're, Billy and I were streaming the end of the the Buffalo game from week one and the Jets were up sixteen nothing in the fourth quarter everybody's feeling good <laughs> and then they lose seventeen to sixteen and it's because their their field goal kicker missed two field goals and an extra point that's right yeah. right to lose by one point. And Billy goes, did they lose? I'm like, yep, you better get used to this. He's like, why? I'm like, because they always lose. He's like, so why do you like them? And I just went into existential crisis. It's a lifetime of disappointment, yeah. Billy. How could so, you do this to yourself? He's wearing his Mets jersey while he's asking me this. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor kid. Double whammy. So, yeah, so the end of the that story is just Don, John Tester. I mean, that that is a masterpiece. I don't know if I'm him. I don't know if I'm betting for the rest of the season. I'm saying come and get until somebody can try and get up to that. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Because yeah. that, I, what are you going to do? That's a funnier and b better than that. I don't know. Unbelievable. I, I would suggest that he doesn't bet anything the rest of the year. Well, obviously, I'm trying to catch him as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think we should reinforce that. What do you got, uh, Carter? What do you got for like a good Tester story? You got anything funny out there? Did you? Did you ever live with Tester? Uh, I mean, technically, I lived on his sofa for okay. like part of a semester. Okay. Yep. How was that? How was the sofa? Uh, not that comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, truth comes it's out. He's kind of stingy with his, you know, sofa, futon. <laughs> Didn't have the nicest stuff. Was that that red couch in those apartments or was that after those? No, it oh, was no. after because that would have been really comfortable. Like the black leather couch yes. that they had? Oh, God, those were terrible. Mm. <laughs> I slept you know, on one of those one You night. have to peel your skin off in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Absolutely. Awesome. I slept on a couch for most of the senior year of college. Nice. There you go. As one might yeah. do if you yeah, need right. to. So. It was more comfortable than the bed I brought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's the end of that. But yeah, so, I mean, there's no honorable mention. There's no somebody did second place and got 300 points, which there were a couple. So yeah. sorry, everybody who did well this week. I mean, it was it was tester of world. We were just yeah. living it. He was out yeah. of everyone's league. Yeah. So, so was, hopefully it never happens again yeah. and uh, we can all catch up to him. Totally agree. Um, we did have a closest call. So they're actually, I mean, talk about competition. There was something, Dan. I will say, that, yeah, the closest call was Skittles. Scott Collins uh, is he was he had uh, fifty dollars on a parlay to win fifteen fifty, 
And the only uh, pick he missed was uh, Baltimore minus 13 and a half, and they won by seven. So that was pretty close. That would have put him in pole position. Not pole position. He would still been behind uh, Tester, but uh, he would have had something to worry about going into Sunday night and Monday night football right, that would exactly. change that dynamic a little it, bit. It most definitely would have. I mean, assuming that Scott would have put some money on that stuff, which may have if you see there you go. That's Felt a little Tester. more pressure. Yeah. Man, if all of a sudden Tester puts that dollar bet in it and then Scott wins that and then goes after him for the rest of the you know yep. week and put puts money on Atlanta for some reason or something like that, yep. that becomes a hilarious blow up in your face moment for Tester. Totally. Instead it was just him trolling the league and being hilarious. Well, I think We'll see. The, the The year is young. The year is certainly young. We're in week three of twenty two, and the lines are still very, very soft. Very soft. I don't think uh, you know. Even though I haven't been able to take advantage of them, I'm looking at them going, "Gosh, yeah, I'm trying too many five or sixteen parlays." I know, and, I, and I'm like teasing four. him. I'm teasing him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, these three teams are are definitely going to cover. So let's tease them with six other teams." <laughs> Four team parlays are very winnable right now. That's so, not going to be the case for the rest of the year. Totally so. stupid. But, uh, but we did have a nickel and dime award, Will, for this week. That's true. And this is just, I think, I mean, we talked about getting rid of this, but it still becomes one of my favorite segments where I you just count up the bets and you see what the net was. And the chess Ganest, who I am not sure who that actually is. I'm not, I'm not sure who he is either. I hope you're listening, Mr. Ganest. Yeah, join the podcast universe. But 20 bets to lose $12.50. I mean, that is just a freaking grind. That sounds like my best it. case scenario from a weekend in Vegas. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I also I just love any time that uh, somebody puts a lot of bets on because they're obviously spreading money around in very small uh, yeah. amounts. But like that means you're really paying attention a lot to the games because mm-hmm. chances are those bets are not going in all at the same time. No, you're like oh, man, really I, agonizing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so 20 bets to lose 12.50. The chess Guinness. Yeah. yeah, after the one week I did that the first year, I was like, that's way too much work. I'm not doing <laughs> yeah. that anymore. Well, after we named the award after you. That's well, right. True. Carter, you're on the Mount Rushmore. That yeah. one, that 20, I think 20 bets may be the most that we've ever ever had. It's like 20 bets is a lot, like, just a lot of, like, manual work to click right. and drag. <laughs> and, like, it's like to lose 12 fake dollars. That's a lot. How about, how, how about Quigley? We have anybody at Quigley? We do have there? one honorary uh, John Michael Quigley Award. And that's for my buddy uh, Dayton McAtee, who uh, is a New Belgium employee. Um, and you know, we just had a lot going on last week with being in Colorado and entertaining distributors and so the rest of the, the rest of the new Belgian people in the league didn't bet this week. Uh, no, they were also awful. Oh, 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 okay. So no, they all lost them. <laughs> Actually, to me, yeah, maybe he did. They lost some money. Uh, you, you'll notice Fat Tire Seven is minus one hundred for this week. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so shout out to uh, my buddy Dayton who who did not make a bet and and came out ahead of actually me and uh, and Fat Tire Seven and, and a couple other people. Yeah, no, I was not. I meant all the people that were in Colorado yeah. enjoying. Yeah, I'm out here smack talking, but you guys all love enjoying them. the nectars of the brewing gods. <laughs> He's playing 4D chess by uh, you know not betting anything. Yeah. I know I can see six people in my group right now. <laughs> yeah, they're at 2 a.m. Two a.m. Looking around like the brewery or the bar or whatever, and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna let them. We're gonna <laughs> let this one yeah. ride. Yeah. Never mind. That's a that's a good better strategy. Yep. All right. What's all right. For us, Carter, you guys. Well, we're gonna continue. Tradition you guys started last week, uh, this season, we're going to keep stealing segments, and maybe we'll eventually get off the Ringer Podcast Network of stealing their stuff. Yeah, but eh, <laughs> I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. Well, yeah, they've got 40 podcasts. Yeah, so there's so a lot to choose from. They're doing something <laughs> sure. right. Uh, but the Danacy Podcast, which is like their once-a-week fantasy on their NFL podcast or something like that, mm-hmm. they do a segment called who you shouldn't be worried about. So I thought we'd kind of steal that and talk about who we actually don't need to be worried about in this league here. Because 
tried and true results are coming for a lot of people, I think. So, mm-hmm. oh, including yeah. the three people on this uh, couch. Do we say couch now? Are we? Yeah, are we, we, out? we can say it. it's a yeah. It's, K- the KBC we're, we're, studios. Yeah, we were at the. I, I don't think I said it in the beginning. We were no, live we from the KBC studios. That's right. Which is a whole new. It's a lot more spacious in here. It's more spacious. I think the it's acoustics nice need to be right. dampened a little bit. Maybe we like right. tape some blankets to the ceiling. Hey, Megan's not here, so let's just soundproof That's this. True. Whole room we might just retape this whole we'll thing. Bring some insulation from work, and we can. <laughs> now, yeah, now we're talking. There you go. Oh, I brought my beer from work. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. All right. <laughs> so Carter, who you shouldn't be worried about? So we're talking about players in this league that you should not be worried about. Because they're going to be good, or or going to be typically bad. Yeah, would think you know. I interpreted this as people that I'm not worried about them beating me. Fair enough. Yeah, but go ahead. Go. Uh, I just my first pick was definitely uh, JTL Jeremy Lemaster. He's up thirty five seventy five on the season, which if you recall last time he won two hundred and thirty five seventy five. So he's now lost two weeks in a row. To be cl- to clarify, thirty five point seventy five. Yes, thirty five point seven five. Yeah. Uh, so that means he is won one week and then lost two weeks in a row. Uh, but he is a grinder. He's actually a pretty good sports gambler. Uh, so I actually think he is going to be in contention this year. I okay. don't think he was last year. I think he may have won a week or two, but I don't believe he was like in contention in contention. Mm-hmm. But he's a giant Alabama fan. Uh, by that I mean, you know, he's a big dude and he's an Alabama fan. So, uh, <laughs> but besides that, it's I gonna be a tough life. Is he also a Patriots fan? He is. I think he roots for the Maybe Saints. Pants. Maybe the Panthers or the Saints, something like that. Yeah, something southern. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah something yeah. So, exactly. Definitely. Good, good old Yankees. boy. Yeah, Dothan, Alabama's own Jeremy Lemaster. All so, right, fair enough. I think he's gonna uh, come through. I I would not be surprised if he cashed out uh, in like late season money this year. Okay, so, that's that's a good first. one. Uh, who, who uh, somebody who uh, I don't think we should be worried about is the aforementioned cousin in law Ryan Ladvina. Right. Um, because number one, he's a Bears fan, um, so that's gonna be a soft spot for him. That that whole NFC North division is just a gobbledygook. Uh, I'm sorry, you mean the two and Packers NFC North division? Barely two and Packers. Barely two and are there pictures on the scorecard? My scorecard, there are. Well, that's too bad because I draw them. <laughs> <laughs> Shows the Packers barely winning. Uh, no, I. I That's think why the, the Patriots go fourteen and two every year because they're playing Jets fans who are drawing doodles instead of <laughs> okay, getting the defensive line to put pressure on Brady. Oh, stop! Like, like, <laughs> like, like the Jets fans could help or hurt the franchise that is most embarrassing yeah. in the NFL. I mean, I don't. <laughs> the, the, the important thing is that uh, Ryan has a lot of duties in his life. That's true. Uh, his police duty, his husbandly duties, and his child's duties. Diaper duties. Diaper yes. duty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not worried about uh, Ryan Ladvina. Um, contending for anything this year. He's got a very wholesome and fulfilling life. Yeah. And the Bears are kind of mediocre, so it makes me happy too. So I'm glad he's on this list. I agree. And uh, and we have uh, – Carter's a big North Carolina fan, so he, he's got uh, Mitch Trubisky um, really showing his wares now in the That's NFL. That's right. That's Definitely worth player. taking him over Deshaun Watson. And Who's that other guy? What's his name? That, Pat Mahomes? Uh, yeah, I think Pat he's Mahomes. done something. Yeah, they're okay. I was going to say future Hall of Famer. We could just say current Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not often you induct someone that's Wait, 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 wait. It's not like they traded up to – oh. No, they traded up. Oh, they, to, they the traded up to pass pick. those guys. Yes, yeah, right. to pass those guys to get right. Mitch Trubisky, who was not in anybody's top ten, let alone top two. Anyway, yeah. top ten most likely to not be in the league of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one we have is uh, Zach Johnston, and this is more of it's either feast or famine for him because he pretty much does like ten team parlays and that's <laughs> it. So he's either going to be 
wildly successful or he'll end up with whatever the least amount of points you can have. So negative 1,800. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like negative 2,100. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. So. He's trying to uh, raise the money himself to pay Dak Prescott's extension. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys are clicking right now, so he's trying to make sure this thing stays on the That's a little bit scary right now. Yeah, wait till he gets paid. He'll be a lazy yeah, ball yeah. like everybody else. <laughs> I feel like every quarterback after they get their extension, like, all right. All right. Yeah, I wish they had paid him before the Redskins came. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. That was ugly. That's embarrassing. Who else you got, Dan? Uh, so uh, the, the other person who I am – I go back and forth whether I'm worried about this person. It's Gambler. Mm. It's my buddy Ryan Eggenberger. The legend. I am not worried about him contending for uh, a late season – uh, payout spot. I am worried about him because he's a stay-at-home dad that all he does is gamble. Oh, which is not going to look good on your resume, <laughs> right? You know when you get to court. So I think <laughs> so. Just in life, in general, I, I think generally I'm worried about, about uh, Ryan Eggenberger. Gotcha. Uh, okay. And my theme is that uh, everyone's named Ryan that I that I pick. Oh, okay. For this segment. Oh, interesting. Until the next one, but go ahead. Gotcha. <laughs> Who do you got? Uh, I got two on this list uh, for opposite reasons, though. I feel like they're both in the same spirit of each other. I have TJ Maddox and our very own Carter Schamberger. Hey! Why, why I'm not worried about them, uh, you know, why you shouldn't be worried about them as far as what their late season is going to be like, because they're both grinders. I think they're both ready to go out and have weeks where they get one or two right and then just be like, yep. <laughs> I'm, yep. I'm good to watch the Sunday night game and chill. I don't know if I, what do you think? I got you yep. pegged or what? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which could be, uh, again, late season cash opportunities to be able to say, oh, by the way, I've now won, you know, 1500 bucks over the first 12 weeks. And, you know, we're starting to get to the point where some of these leads are becoming insurmountable as everybody loses $100 a week. So I'm really just hoping that I win one week and get my money back. Okay. And then I'll probably right. just okay. like put. Well, you now I win two now, weeks, double your money. There now, we go. Now I am worried about you because if that's all you're paying attention to, you're going to throw in some ugly parlays. So <laughs> I don't know if you're going. There's there's a possibility. I'm, I'm looking at you in the long term because I can see. You there's some safety in and everybody putting in ten team parlays with a hundred dollars. That's on, true. Right. That's true. Those, that doesn't happen ninety nine percent of the time. Uh yeah, probably hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Round up ninety nine point nine. Round up yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, Dan. Who else you got? Uh, the last one's here. Uh, I'm going to throw my buddy Robbie Ryan Smith. Uh, also, uh, Tom Ryan, who's Fat Tire Seven, I believe. T Bone, and, and then also um, Kill Bio, who is my father. Those these guys are all people I'm not worried about. They are all minus two hundred, which is the maximum you could possibly be down. I think all I think two of them are down are zero and five on their picks, which you know could have been aggressive parlays or whatever. True. That's that's fine. that's true, right? Uh, I think they all have distractions. Uh, both Robbie and my dad. Uh, have new babies. Uh, Robbie has a, a, a new little girl, and my dad has a Tesla, <laughs> <The> Tesla. <laughs> which he texts me about at least three times a day. Like a lot of did you know about electric cars? Oh, he's just out there in the garage tucking yeah, it in. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's plugging it in, and then he's taking selfies and of him sleeping in the car while it's on the highway going 90 miles an hour. Um, so, so I'm not worried about those two. And uh, Tom T Bone Ryan, the fat tire, uh, fat tire seven. I'm not worried about him because he has thousands of dollars at stake on Draft, the app, every uh, every Sunday. Oh, okay. Um, Wait. <laughs> yeah. So, so last You're year, not worried about him taking this seriously? Cause no, because he's, he's got lots, a, lot, a lot else going on. Oh, okay. Last year, he won lots of lots of money to the point where he had to file with the IRS oh like, with, with Draft. God. So 
uh, I'm not worried about him taking this too seriously. Then, so those are three people that I am not worried about competing so for. So he'll, he'll throw up some Hail Marys and then possibly lose right. his money. Or if it's anything like our company meeting last week, he'll just throw up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not true. But nice. uh, he's my boss, so well, I probably should go. clarify that's not true. So to the end, to, to wrap it all up, we're not worried about any of you for good reasons and bad. No, the other... There's some people that I think can legitimately make a lot of money in this league and there's some people that I think are going to go out in a blaze of glory. Right. So, the only person I'm worried about is John Tester because he's... Yeah, that's he's true. Got, he's like, he's a zillion points there right now. Certainly set the mark. And so. it feels like he started the uh, the arms race of like massive parlays in somehow week four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> true. That's week true. Week four of 22. Well, I liked how we talked about this before the season started and we're like, you know what? If we make the thing uh, easier to win week by week, then maybe we aren't going to have those where everybody's going to have to throw up Hail Mary parlays because that, or, or else they're out of it. Right. And apparently that just has not yeah. happened at all. I tried all. to incent, yeah, incent people to not do that. <laughs> just play it like if you want to play it safe and win the week. And you're like, eh. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, last time that didn't happen until at least halfway through the exactly. season. Exactly. Yeah, we made it shorter. Right now we've incentivized the other like, thing. It's becoming like the 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 parlay competition, <laughs> league. the fantasy parlay league. We'll bring we'll bring the uh, weekly payouts down to a dollar next year, and it'll yeah. be like conservative bets yeah. week like, after week. Like people just grinding. I don't know it what out. to do anymore. Exactly. I'm trying to win this week dollar. You know, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to people throwing this stuff against the wall. I don't know. We got like three more weeks of the lines being extremely soft, so I'm expecting to see some fireworks. But There's going to be more. And freaking I think- tester. South Beach Sal. Just going out there and crushing everybody. And, and but you know what? That's a great segue into. It was one week. Don't worry. It, it was one That's week. True. That's true. And you know it doesn't. I mean, it carries forward for his total, but he doesn't. He doesn't have weight to throw around next, next week, week as a result. Like every starts with a hundred bucks. Um, so, but when you're thinking about that hundred bucks going into week four of this league, um, I have a lead paint lock of the week. Oh, um, baby. And it is the the L.A. Rams being favored by three points going into Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have any funny quips about this except for that I watched every snap of the Monday Night Football game because I'm a masochist. <laughs> and it was the most horrendous Jets showing I think I've ever seen in my life, which is a very tall <laughs> statement. There's a, there's a, there's yeah. a detailed dossier yeah. going back here. Yeah, there's, there's a long history uh, <laughs> of Jets failing, especially on primetime. But this one was particularly abysmal, partially because people were hurt and whatever. But Cleveland could not put the Jets away until very late in the game. And they were starting the, – the guy who played the, – the guy who was their Jets quarterback for three of the four quarters of the game had not ever been active for an NFL game prior to that night. He had never worn pads to a game. He was he, – oh, that, awesome. that is how bad that. he was. That's okay? amazing. So, and you know who the backup was behind him? The punter. Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> oh, God. They said if anything happened to Luke Falk of Washington State, the 199th pick of the 2018 draft, they were going to have Le'Veon Bell just run the Wildcat the rest of the night. That which, was which is kind of fine. Like, yeah, I was about probably, to say, probably be more. I was about to say I would probably tune in. I would have watched that. that. Right. Right. Yeah. And and to Le'Veon Bell's part. credit, as much as I want to crap on this team, to Le'Veon Bell's credit, he was busting it out there. He he was, and they were down 17, which was like. It might as well have been 1,700 points based on how they were moving the ball. And he was, like, spinning and stretching and, like, just, like, doing everything. So I give him a lot of credit. I think, I mean, like, all that stuff about him last year, he came in this year and was like, I'm ready to do yes. 500 carries. And I think he's a chip on his shoulder just because there's a lot of takes out there about, like, oh, he doesn't want to play football. He just wants the contract, whatever. Right. Like, so I, I, I'm thrilled with his performance. Everybody else can, you know. 
I don't have any any good radio safe words for that. Fair enough. Um, Sorry, Billy. And, but yeah, you know. <laughs> the point being, uh, I think this was not necessarily the moment that the Cleveland Browns fans were looking for to crown the future Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Uh, when they can barely beat a third-string, never-active-before quarterback. <laughs> and granted, they scored a couple touchdowns at the end, and Odell had the big 89-yard reception in the fourth quarter. That, was like, that the one-handed of, one? No, the one-handed one was early in the game. It was, it was within a touchdown for like three quarters. It was like it was so stupid that the Browns could not beat this terrible Jets team. So I, I am so off the freaking bandwagon. And I've, I wanted to be off the bandwagon for the Browns. I've, I've kind of hated on them this whole time because I feel like Everyone was getting so excited for a team. What was the record last year? Like, it was they won one game. No, no, that was right? that was, that was a the year before. That was two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were under five hundred. They were like six and ten, I think. Yeah, seven it, and nine, maybe. Yeah, they were crappy, and it's like, oh, this year's different. Everybody, we got Odell, and like everybody's starting, and we got Freddie Kitchens. Like, <laughs> yeah. Freddie Kitchens. Why, why are we excited about this? So nice. I, I was thrilled that they they crapped the bed against the Titans in yeah. Week One. That couldn't have been more hilarious. <laughs> and now we get to Monday Night Football primetime, and they really struggled. Against the most pathetic team you could have possibly put on the field. Hey, 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 hey. The Dolphins won. That's <laughs> true. Our <laughs> AFC East brethren. Yeah, exactly. The Dolphins. So, I don't know. I, I don't... I'm, I'm thrilled to bet against Cleveland from here on out. What were the odds at the beginning of the season that Washington State would have two starting quarterbacks in the NFL with Gardner Minshew and Luke Falk, I'm assuming, taking over the starting reins next week? Because I have to yeah, imagine they were that was a long off the board. shot. Off the board. Unbelievable. And I also think, like, and part of my animosity towards the whole Cleveland thing is not because, like, to me, like, they're also pathetic losers like the Jets. So I'm like, hey, normally I'm like, great, good for them. Like, they're like they're... the definition, I think. But, like, the entire offseason, they were the most quantity of bets, most bet future NFL team to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, they got a lot of talent. And, okay. bad, and bad coaching. <laughs> and terrible coaching. And the talent that's never worked together before. And meanwhile, they had the fucking... Ugh, God sorry, damn. Billy. Yep, sorry, Billy. The Patriots... Who have just do this every year, and this year looks like they could potentially be the 2007 Patriots again and go undefeated. I, Why are people betting the Browns? This is so dumb. I mean, Vegas is like bring it on. This yeah, I know like Vegas easy is easy money. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. right. Yeah, they're setting up conveyor belts for the money. <laughs> yeah. Just back in the truck. Dog up. pounds just unloading their. But Dallas, wallet. I mean, Dallas fans do that every year. Too. Yeah, that's true. But There's Dallas is actually of... Dallas has like like just like. Hints of being good Dallas, in I the believe, last 10 years. I believe has the most wins in the NFL over the last three years. Uh, maybe it's just the NFC, but there's some, their record has been, I believe, the best in the NFL over Yeah, the so at least they're like sniffing good, whereas the yeah. Browns have been... Oh, sniffing great! We, yeah, right. <laughs> where, the, where the Browns have been winless and one win in the last, <laughs> the last 10 years. five years. Yeah. <laughs> five years. Maybe 10 years for the... I oh, no, know. I'm thinking of the Lions. The Lions were the winless The Lions one. were the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Point being... Screw the Browns. Screw the Browns. <laughs> and the Rams, I mean, the Rams are like one of the top four teams. They're not getting any respect. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm like, gonna, I'm yeah, gonna that probably that like if you think the Rams would beat the Browns in Cleveland, then you should bet this game. Yeah. It's minus three. This is, a, this is a gimme. Should be. Automatic. You know I, now what? that I've sealed the fate for I, the Rams. I was going to say, thank you for putting <laughs> the whammy on. I was going to bet it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for putting the whammy on my bet uh, this week, number one. Number two, um, I don't know if we should uh, do too much of that because I don't want this uh, legendary podcast to move the line if we have to. Yeah, right. Stuff. I'm worried that the, uh, <laughs> the, the Sharks might steam this one a little bit. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, brother. Well, that's a great one because that's, that's just the legitimately – that's the lead pipe version of the lead paint lock. Somebody should start the lead pipe lock. You know, somebody should really do yeah, that. Yeah, right. It's, it's, right? It's that like would be even a better, yeah. you know, less lead poisoning kind of uh, oh my God. connotation. All right. Uh, I think that's it, right? That's all I got. Carter, right. could you just tell us a story of tap dancing, something like that? I feel like Carter hasn't got enough time. I mean, they can't see me tap dance. That's so. true. That's true. I did. I did. They can't see all the good ideas Carter had behind the scenes. That's true. Carter got married this year. Yeah. Hey, Jessica, we love you, darling. She's not listening. She's not going to listen. She's not going to no, listen. Not gonna listen to us. But anyway, congrats, bud. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for the weeks two and three recap for the House of the Rising Sun Betting League podcast. Best of luck in week four, and we will see you next week. Adios. See ya.